You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Merry Christmas Eve, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, close to a new year, and what a way for the Bengals to ring in Christmas than with a seven-game winning streak, and oh boy, did they make it interesting, not only on themselves, but their opposition made it interesting as well. I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com, and this is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, part of the Cincy Jungle Podcast Network, part of this SB Nation Channel of podcasts and oh man, um, I, I don't actually don't even know. We got some good good amount of live uh, viewers on this right now. I wasn't sure how many people would actually be tuning in on Christmas Eve. Obviously, you all hopefully are hanging out with friends, family, loved ones, that sort of thing. Maybe you're working, maybe you're basking in the afterglow of a twenty-two to eighteen win. Man, a lot to get to on this one. This is one of those things where you can kind of chalk it up and say, "Was this character building?" Was this signs of some nicks in the armor, so to speak? Was this something where you say, hey, you know, this team finds ways. They find ways to win. Uh, I I will say this, uh, because I don't want to talk about officiating. I don't like to do that. There were some, obviously, some things in this game where you go, that's probably not what my eyes saw, but that's okay. I like this one from Bruce Gaines and hello as well, Bruce. You, uh, you had, you gave me a nice salutation. Hello as well. A wake up call. That is uh that is good. Mike Holbrook. Good friend, Mike. How are you, sir? Uh, good to see everybody here. Look, I- I'm just going to say this. Okay. And take this for what you will. DraftKings, whom SB nation has a partnership with uh, th- the opening odds for this game. I'm just going to, I'm just going to point this out for you. Okay. The opening uh, opening odds for this game was early set at. Do you want to see what the line was? Minus four. That was early in the week, December eighteenth. Was minus three on the thirteenth earlier this week. Minus four. Do you want to know <laughs> what it was on other outlets as well? It hovered between three and three and a half, and the end score was twenty two to eighteen. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. So. That is just something to keep into context here. I don't know what you want to make of that. I don't know if I'm being Mr. Conspiracy Theorist about that, but that is uh, just something kind of odd about the score today, how things played out, how everything uh, seemed to just, in one half, everything seemed to be going one team's way, 
And in the second half, everything seemed to be going the other team's way, be it fluke plays, calls by the officials, uh, all kinds of different things. You can just, wow. Um, Here's the deal. Bengals scored zero points in the second half, allowed the Patriots to come back and basically almost win that game, if not for a wild, wild fumble by Ramondre Stevenson near the goal line that would have put the Patriots ahead. And a lot of people are saying, just let them score. Just let them score. And that's where you, I understand where you would have come up with that line of thinking. But at the same time, that's why you don't. That's why you don't let that happen. And then, of course, the Bengals get the ball on the fumble, and you're thinking, hey, that's that wraps up the game. Well, no, because New England had three timeouts. And so the Bengals ended up having to run the ball three times to let them use all their timeouts and kind of allow them to go the length of the field. Here's the deal on a, on a two two pretty good teams, especially the on the Cincinnati side. You know, New England, despite all of the perceived issues and whatnot uh, on their roster, and there are there are many flaws on their roster. But look, I mean, it's still Bill Belichick's the coach. It's at in New England. Cincinnati hasn't won in New England since Boomer Esiason was quarterback back in 1986, facing off against Tony Eason. If you watched the broadcast, you would have seen that. So, I mean, look, there's just a lot to uh, dissect with this one, and we'll do more of that later this week. But I want to kind of give a snapshot thing of, uh, you know, what's happening here. Robert, appreciate you, man. Merry Christmas to you and your family as well. Robert, appreciate you. Thank you to the live listeners here. Um, yes, so we've, we're asking uh, an update on Collins. Uh, this this was an ugly one in a lot of ways. There were a lot of pl- Bengals players that um, either played limited snaps or went out of the game after dealing with stuff over the past handful of weeks. Uh, the weather was pretty awful. Some of your best players made the biggest and most egregious mistakes. And I'm talking, yes, even maybe Joe Burrow. There's some communication issues with his receivers too, very bad plays, one of which ended up being harmless, one of which ended up completely flipping the script of the entire game. Yes, I'm talking about Jamar Chase. Yes, I'm talking about Evan McPherson. Um, so some some real elements of this game where you go, man, some of your best players made some of the had some of the worst moments in this one. Uh, the thing is, too, though, folks, you know, when you look at this, you go, how could they let this lead evaporate? They had chances early in this game, too, to really step on the throat, and they didn't do it. Jamar Chase had a deep ball that kind of uh, coverage at the very end of the play was was there. But, I mean, that kind of bounced off his back shoulder pad, let it let it get in there. That that seems like a, a play that a walk in the park play for a guy like Jamar Chase. So that was a big play that, w- that did not occur. Bengals couldn't run the football very well today. And, you know, you got the Joe Burrow pick six. You've got, a, you know, another interception in there. The fumble by Chase. I mean, it's just, it was a lot. And then, of course, five points left off the board from McPherson there. Both kickers to to the defense of McPherson, both kickers struggled there. So that, um, you know, and when you look at the home kicker not playing well on his own field, that tells you something here. Let's go with the box score. We're going to look at the box score. We're going to look at some headlines with the Bengals, and then we're going to look at the playoff picture and get everyone out of here so they can enjoy their Christmas. Hopefully you are – this is – I like being part of your Christmas. If you if that's the holiday you celebrate, I like being part of it. If you're watching live, if you're watching tomorrow, listening later tonight, tomorrow I appreciate you hanging out and tuning in and all that good stuff. Here is the ESPN box score here. You see Joe Burrow throwing the ball 52 times in that weather – in this weird game where you felt like the Bengals were in control for so much of it, 
52 pass attempts. Seems very odd. 375 yards from him. Uh, I believe he had, it was his fourth game of over 300 yards or something. You know, at some point you just go, okay. I mean, he just keeps rolling three touchdowns, two of which two were to Trenton Irwin. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. One of which of course, to T Higgins who had T Higgins had a monster of a ball game, uh, two sacks. Those kind of happened a little, uh, a little earlier in the game, but, uh, you know, there was a little bit more pressure on him at some point, Mac Jones, man, I, I keep trying every time I try and say, you know, I just don't really believe in this guy that much. He ends up getting his team in the game. I mean, some of the throws he made were really basically Kendrick Bourne making a ridiculous play on on it and or uh, Jacoby Myers making a ridiculous play. I mean, he's kind of tossing a few up at some point when the team was kind of down on uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals. You see 21 of 33, 240 yards, two touchdowns for him, four sacks on him, though. He is very immobile, and even when he eluded um, some initial pressure, he was chased down pretty easily. So a guy that, uh, you know... It, I still can't get a very good grasp on him and or this team, but I feel like if you're the New England Patriots just kind of seeing this game up close and you're committed to Mac Jones, which I don't know why they wouldn't be, uh, being you know being that basically they were in playoff contention outside of this game here and they made the playoffs last year. I mean, as a guy who's getting them there and be you know having them kind of in the conversation, I think you really need to just with him as opposed to Tom Brady. Obviously, you're going to need to get him some elite weapons, get him you know a, a really good wide receiver. Um, you know, I, I like what Kendrick Bourne is, who what Kendrick Bourne brings and what Jacoby Myers brings, but these kind of seem like supplemental weapons. You need that guy if you're in New England, but that's a different conversation for a different time. Ramondre Stevenson, a guy they like to ground and pound third. 13 carries for 30 yards in this weather in New England. Uh, and then, of course, the big, big fumble at the end of the game, a rough couple of weeks for him. He was involved in that uh, crazy sequence of events at the end of the game there. Joe Mixon, 16 carries for 65 yards. Joe Burrow, four for five. P. Ryan, four carries for three yards. Mixon left the game. It looked like maybe his foot got stepped on. I thought initially it, it looked a little scary that he had, uh, you know, kind of one of those non-contact deals. And I thought it was his knee as he limped off the field. But uh, it might have been a, a, you know, getting stepped on the foot there. He returned after that, though. So that's good news there. Again, Burrow, though, 40 of 52, 375, three touchdowns, but the two late interceptions, one of which a pick six absolutely changed the game there. Um, Mac Jones, you know, no picks there. So, you know, you look at that and you go, okay, well, uh, I, but again, the, the plays, the touchdowns he had, they were, uh, I don't know, a little, little fluky, a little fluky, I guess. Um, going down to the receiving game, T. Higgins was uncoverable in this game. Eight catches on nine targets for 128 yards and a touchdown. Just just throw it up to him. I mean, this he was going up against a smaller defensive back. Just throw it up to him. And uh, that's what Joe did, and he made plays. Chase still had 79 yards on eight catches, a lot of which were the short variety. They had a big play there, like I said, though. Just bounced off his shoulder pad, uh, his back shoulder pad. And, I mean, the coverage may or may not, once he got the ball, may or may not have pried it loose or what have you. But, you know, just kind of a little bit of a subpar day from Chase in some regards. I mean, still made some great plays and whatnot, but, uh, you know, subpar day from him. And then you had uh, Tyler Boyd leave the game at, at certain points with the finger issue continuing to bother him. So Trent Irwin comes in, three catches, 45 yards, two touchdowns, but he had the one that just went right off the fingertips as well. So you go, there's a missed opportunity there. And instead of, you know, really trying to push the door shut, then you get Evan McPherson out there. He misses the kick after you miss the, the touchdown catch and you go, oh man, they just can't put this one away. 
Um, you look at really, I mean, it, guys weren't doing much of anything on the New England receiving side until the late games and the, or the late later in the game. And then, of course, the, the fluky plays at the end. There's six catches, 100 yards, even for a touchdown for Kendrick Bourne, six catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown for Jacoby Myers. John U. Smith left the game uh, at one point. I think he was being evaluated for a concussion, three catches, 21 yards for him. And really just kind of a lot of eh, aside from Myers and, and Bourne in this one. Um, but you did see here, I mean, Mitchell Wilcox, another six catches for him, only 35 yards, but a guy they like to go to, especially when things aren't going that great. Mixon with seven catches as well, your second leading receiver in terms of receptions in this one. Uh, so yeah, he's getting involved there. And then BJ Hill recovered a fumble. Uh, Jamar Chase lost a fumble. BJ Hill, the recovery on that one. Wow. What a play. Stevenson had two fumbles in total, lost one of them. So not, you know, not a great day for him. You know, he's not going to be in the best graces of Mr. Bill Belichick there. Wilson, Logan Wilson, again, topping the box score in tackles with nine. Von Bell up there as well. Logan Wilson did have a sack uh, chasing down Mac Jones at one point. Camp Sample had a sack. You see Zach Carter in there for a half sack. Josh Tupo had the sack towards the goal line. Man, was that close for a safety there. And then of course, uh, combining with Carter on the other half sack was Osai there. So four sacks on Mac Jones. You like to see that particularly with no Sam Hubbard and a very limited Trey Hendrickson. You did see Hendrickson in there on obvious passing downs and was out there more when the game got out of control and they were, were passing more. So um, yeah, but uh, Marcus Jones, 14 tackles by him, Jawan Bentley, 12 tackles by him. Uh, so, you know, Judon had the big, big play. He had a sack and then he also had the forced fumble on chase to kind of keep their dreams alive there and really almost get the game to turn into their favor. Yet it did not. So, um, a guy that he ended up, uh, having a a pretty good day. And then I think it was Uche. Yeah. Who had the other sack there. So, uh, he had another play. uh, I think it was another sack that was called back because of a hands to the face penalty. So, um, you know, the two edge guys had some had some impact in this one for sure. And then you look down here. I mean, just a rough, rough day for kickers. Um, you look here, Evan McPherson was one of two on his field goals, was one of two on extra points. He actually missed another extra point and the Bengals opted to go for it instead at that point. Um, I mean, four points had five left on the board. Nick Folk, oh boy, zero for two on extra points for him as well. So uh, not a good day for kickers at all on this one. One of four on extra points combined, and then one of two combined on field goals as well. So not a great day from either of them. Chrisman and Pilardi. Pilardi had a, you know, the he inexplicable. I, I don't know what he was doing with that snap. I don't know how he lost that ball, but lost it. And then he kind of had to run around and get some form of a kick, a 22-yarder, but did have a couple of other kicks that, um, did okay later in the game. Chrisman, the, the kick at the end of the game there where uh, the, the player fumbled it uh, out of bounds, that was a good kick to kind of pin them a bit back as well. So um, up and down day. I mean, I'm sure it's like kicking a cinder block out there in that weather, but man, not the best of days from the kickers on either side of the, the team. And I, I think it was um, Washburn, the guy who, uh, Evan Washburn, who covers the, the sideline reports for CBS in this one, he was talking about how one of the sides of the field was uh, really unforgiving in terms of like the wind swirl and all that kind of stuff. And that's where it seemed like the kickers were having uh, the most the most problems there. So uh, something to take note of. Now let's get to just, I just want to show this real briefly. We don't need to get to a lot, but just really a tale of two halves and a, a 
two games within a game, really. I mean, that's just kind of how this one looked. And when you go to the play-by-play on ESPN as well, here you go. You got touchdown, touchdown, field. I mean, they were moving. And even this field goal, that that seemed that field goal drive, that seemed to be, you know, something that where they uh could have done something. Interception there, but then a touchdown right before the half, and you're going into the, the half 22 to nothing. You're feeling good. The Bengals did not score a single point for the final two quarters. That is very, very uncharacteristic. And you see here, punt, interception, touchdown, punt. Missed field goal, which, by the way, was the one that had the missed touchdown on third down right before it. Fumble and punt. I mean, that is just an absolutely atrocious second half by the Bengals. And really, when you look at that, you go, I don't don't know how they came out with a win on the road against Bill Belichick, nonetheless, when you perform like that. But the defense did just enough in the second half. Got that final turnover that that absolutely sealed it, and they did more than enough in the first half. But missed opportunities, you know, there were just some missed opportunities to really make this. I mean, it's it's hard to play an absolutely perfect game from start to finish, every single element. I get it, I get it, I get it. But when you when your kicker leaves five points on the board, you know, for you that that you don't get, you had that big play to chase. You had a, a chase fumble. You had a couple interceptions, one of which was a pick six by Burrow. I mean, it just Man, you just go, this This could have been a much different football game. Uh, it wasn't. 22-18 to 18 is the end score. Bengals still win, but hey, not the uh, not the prettiest of affairs. That is for sure. And then let's get to the, uh, the team stats. And I, I really want to point out something here because this was crazy. The first downs, I believe this was, if I remember after halftime, I want to say it was like 22 to like two. I mean, I don't, I don't have it specific, but I mean, it was lopsided and all of a sudden it finishes out 28 to 15. Uh, so that, that tells you what happened in the second half of this game uh, on third down efficiency. I believe the Bengals were seven of nine in that first half. If I, if I'm not mistaken, they finished eight of 16, um, six of 13 for the, for the Patriots in that one. Uh, Bengals did go for it on fourth down once and get it. The Patriots did not. Uh, that would be at the end of the game there. So you look at the total plays. Bengals still ran a ton more plays because of how the first half went, 78 to 53, 442 to 285 in terms of total yards. Uh, but somehow the total drives 12 to 11. I mean, you just see somehow the, the Patriots just kind of clawed back into this thing and um, Made it a game, and you look at the penalties. What an ugly, ugly game from that standpoint as well. The Bengals, 8 for 62, 10 for 82 by the Patriots in this one. Just a lot of stuff. A lot of, you know, and of course, the the weird one at the end of the game, when the Bengals got the uh, the fumble recovery there, Mac Jones getting a personal foul penalty. Interesting there, but Cincinnati has the ball for about 13 and a half more minutes. You look at this stuff and you go, man, they just should have dominated this entire game. And they were, they were when you look at these stats here, but you know, doubled them up on sacks four, four to two. Uh, didn't allow them to do much of anything on the ground. 61 total yards rushing by the new England Patriots. Um, you see the yards per rush three to 3.8 Bengals weren't doing much of anything on that one either. So, I don't know, just a lot of things where you go, man, the, the Bengals were really in control of this one and uh, let it really get away. And unfortunately, it was kind of just missed opportunities and, t- and the Patriots taking advantage of fluky plays. But, you know, I think I think this is a 
bit, uh, you know, when you, in the post game interview with Joe Burrow on the field with Evan Washburn, he did not seem overly satisfied with how this thing played out. He did not seem overly satisfied in terms of, you know, their performance as a team and whatnot. They, uh, they, you know, I, I, they, they just really, really stumbled uh, around. And yes, I see Emperor Starscream here. T didn't score in the second half. I don't know if I said that, but I, I remember saying the Bengals didn't score a point in the second half. So T had the, the touchdown earlier and of course was just kind of 50, 50 ball winning, winning all those things. So he was, he played a great, great game. And um, yeah, so, you know, Cincinnati, it's one of those, I guess, I guess it's a learning experience. And again, I mean, when you go on a long run of a, a streak of win, you know, winning games and all that kind of stuff, they're not all going to be blowouts. They're not all going to be walks in the park. I mean, there's going to be bumps along the way and somehow you just got to find a way. And that's what happened. Um, but this, this was a game full of fluky plays. And even you can even count that fumble at the end of the game that the Bengals recovered uh, to, to kind of help greatly help their win uh, that was kind of a fluke right i mean it, it, it was a good play by the defense and whatnot but i mean the fact that that happened as opposed to you know the the, the ball being batted back uh to to myers for the touchdown and kendrick Bourne making crazy catches and all kinds of stuff you go man there's just a lot of just fluky stuff going on here so um uh, yeah i mean and then you know you talk about i, I it's, there seemed to be lack of communication on a couple of plays that were not good for the Bengals. Tyler Boyd and Joe Burrow early on one. I think that was actually an interception on that one. Uh, and there was some some footage of Burrow and Boyd kind of uh, talking it out, we shall say. And then, of course, the pick six, it looked like Chase was kind of just c- continuing to go deep. Burrow thought he was going to cut out. And uh, that's kind of what happened down that as the the corner took it down the sideline for the pick six. And then Burrow dove and took someone's, you know, his own guy also dove with him and kind of gave him a knee in the back. So that wasn't good. I don't know. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, but yeah, I mean, right here, a win is a win. That is that is correct. A win is a win. And the Cincinnati Bengals now are 11 and 4 first in the AFC North, but it does come at a little bit of a cost. Here's a couple of things here. Now, I think you probably know at this point, we haven't gone live. Uh, We went live Thursday night to talk about this, but as we know by now, the Bengals did clinch a playoff berth. So they are in the dance for sure. And they were in the dance before even needing to play this game. Maybe that, maybe that kind of, extinguish some of the fire a bit. Uh, so I don't know um, if at all in terms of how the Bengals performed in this one, but the Bengals are in the playoffs. We, we kind of knew that before this, before this week, we knew that that was going to be the case. So in case you hadn't heard, they are in because the Jaguars who, by the way, at seven and eight are in the AFC South division lead. We'll, we'll show you a picture of that in a minute. Wild division that is right there. But uh Jags beat the Jets on Thursday night. Ugly, ugly game that one was. 
and still, um, you know, in doing so, the Bengals get in the dance. Now, here you go right here. Someone, I believe it was Mike Holbrook in the live chat, had asked about Lael Collins and what happened here. He left the game, and it looked uh, pretty it looked pretty gross, for lack of better words. But it sounds like he's going to be okay for the long term. Hakeem Adeniji came in in relief for him. He dislocated his kneecap, it sounds like. That's what he said to folks after the game. And if you remember, that was the same kind of injury Jonah Williams supposedly suffered against the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday Night Football a little while back. So that is not good news for the Bengals, but it sounds like Collins, uh, Kelsey Conway of the Inquirer uh, relayed a tweet that had it had a notation that Collins is, I think it was his ACL was intact. Um, so they, they kind of did some testing on that and everything seemed intact. So it sounds like he's going to play may miss a little time, particularly um, with that. Uh, yeah, here you go right here. Kelsey Conway also related that uh, told me he dislocated his kneecap, but it popped back into place Says he's moving well and believes if he is to miss next week's game against the bills, which he says is likely it would be just that game, not a season ender. And then of course, you know, the Bengals now, they bring the Bills into town right after the new year, and then they host the Baltimore Ravens, likely for the division title at that point, um, depending on how things play out. The Ravens just keep winning games. I don't know how, but they keep winning games. I guess a lot of people could say that in some ways about the Bengals too, but still, uh, the Bengals are at least putting up yards, points, etc., and <laughs> winning games, whereas uh, not so much always the case with the Baltimore Ravens, but regardless, Collins dislocated kneecap popped back into place um, is doing okay. Um, might miss next week. It looks like that's going to be the case, but we'll see what happens and then back for the finale and or postseason. So we'll see what happens there. And then of course you've got other folks uh, on the injury front, Hayden Hurst. You've got, uh, you know, Mixon kind of had that issue today. Tyler Boyd still kind of trying to come back from that finger that was bugging him today as well. So that is something to definitely watch. Now with with Collins out, if you noticed, Adenogy was at right tackle. And then when the Bengals went to the sixth offensive line formation where they brought in the, the old Dennis Roland tackle eligible package, the, the Dennis Roland package, that's what we got to call it. Just, just in general, the Dennis Roland package, please, come on. They brought in Sharping, uh, and there were some issues with that as well. So you saw Sharping out there a bit, uh, along with Adenogy. Adenogy did start some games for the Bengals last year, so he has starting experience. It's been a lot of mixed bag with him in terms of a starter. But again, if we're talking about a, a week or what what have you, two weeks potentially, uh, not the worst of situations, and you've got an experienced guy who has played guard and tackle in the NFL to uh, that, you know, you know, it's not the worst situation, but, uh, and again, it could have, could have been a lot worse with Collins too, which is good news. So, um, still gruesome sounding injury. If you think, Oh, dislocating a kneecap, Oh, not, not good. So along with this, I mentioned the Ravens keep winning. I've went, I mentioned a lot of different things. Here is the NFL playoff scenario. So the teams who have clinched and, and this is on NFL.com. I will post this in the live chat so you can check this out as well the teams who have clinched and i'm going to full screen this so i can get my ugly mug out of there bills are in the top spot right now and they clinched the division today with a win 
They are currently at 12 and three. The Chiefs also at 12 and three. They have clinched their division, the AFC West. Bengals have clinched a playoff berth with the Jaguars win on Thursday night. And of course, the win today. They are at 11 and four atop the AFC North. Here's the deal they can get to this one seed by winning out, beating this Bills team, beating the Ravens. They would be the AFC North champs at that point. They would get the bye at that point, and they would have beaten both the Chiefs and the Bills, and I believe they would then have the same record as them. I think the Chiefs need to have a loss, though, as well to get that one seed. So the the one seed is actually attainable for the Bengals. They need to win out and do some things. So, uh, But still, monster, monster game on Monday night next week against the Buffalo Bills in Cincinnati. Jungle's going to be rocking for sure. And then by their with their win today over the Falcons, the Baltimore Ravens somehow, some way get their butts into the playoffs. They have clinched a playoff berth, ten and five. They are right behind the right now, though they're at the fifth seed because the Bengals are the division leader, so they are the fifth seed. And then in the hunt, check this out: the fourth seed right now are the Jacksonville Jaguars at seven and eight, not the Tennessee Titans. The Jacksonville Jaguars are the four seed right now. You've got the Los Angeles Chargers right now as the six seed. Uh, I believe they're playing the Colts right now. I, I'd have to double check, but they uh, they are the six seed right now. And then you've got the Dolphins as the seven seed. Actually, some really you know, other than this surprise team. And by the way, this team's this team's starting to look kind of kind of scrappy. The Jaguars there, so watch out for them. But a pretty good bracket of teams, really, when you look at the talent on, on and the quarterbacks and everything on these teams. Um, you know, you, you get, I mean, look at this. You got Tua, you got Herbert, you got Trevor, you got Lamar went healthy, you've got Burrow, you've got Mahomes, and you've got Josh Allen. I mean, really, those are more or less the top quarterbacks in the NFL, depending on what order you've got here. And then, of course, on the other side, you know, you've got a, a slew of different teams. Uh, the Eagles at 13-1, still atop the, everything there on the NFC side. The Vikings just keep finding ways. They kicked a 61-yarder to win today. Unbelievable. 12-3. and three. The Niners, they keep cruising. They're 10-4. and four. Cowboys are 10-4. and four. The Bucks are the division leader at 6-8. and eight. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Giants have the 6th seed, 8-6-1. Commanders at 7-6-1 have the 7th seed. And you look here. I had thought the Patriots were going to be eliminated with this. Maybe not. They are still on the bubble. Same with the Jets. And here's your, here's the Tennessee Titans. What has happened to this team? Um, what were they, 7-3 and three or something when they hosted the Bengals, I think? 7-4? and four? And they have just lost game after game after game. Uh, you got the Raiders who play the Steelers tonight, Sunday night. Uh, they are back in it thanks to that wild win against the Patriots last week. And the Steelers somehow are hanging around as well. Uh, other teams, Packers are still alive. Lions are still alive. Seahawks are still alive. Uh, Carolina Saints, I mean, they're kind of still alive. So that is a look at the playoff picture. The Bengals currently hold the three seed and the division lead at this point. Bengals beat the New England Patriots. Hang on, get to a 22 nothing lead into halftime and let it evaporate to 22 to 18. They still win almost very, very narrowly avoided a defeat. Doesn't matter. They win the game. They improve to 11 and four, and they are right in the thick of things going forward here. So uh, let's, uh, you got to just take this one, I guess, for what it is. Um, and, 
you have to know that if you're up that big on Bill Belichick on his home turf, he's going to find ways at halftime to try and turn things around. You know that the team is going to try and turn things around, but that being what it is, the Bengals uh, find uh, find a way, as they say, and they've got two difficult games to end the season, two very big games for their playoff picture right now. But they are one of the league's best, winning seven straight and uh, getting to 11-4. and four. Unbelievable. 22-18, they beat the Patriots on Christmas Eve in New England in the cold, cold Northeast. So that is is going to be that things things got to change a little bit for the Bengals though they got they can't they're starting to turn the ball over a little bit more these past couple of weeks uh and and they just can't really do that they can't afford to do that when they were playing their best football and when they have played their best football they're not making those dumb mistakes so they they cannot 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 turn the ball over particularly when you are facing a Bills team a Ravens team and whoever in the postseason you got you got to clean those up the eight penalties today, ugly, ugly, ugly. Got to take care of that. And they've got to find a little bit more balance in terms of running the football uh, and, and doing some different things. But I did like that with the injuries, again, injuries at, at on defensive line, they found ways to get after Mac Jones. Mac Jones is very immobile, but regardless, they got four sacks on him. That was a big deal. And, of course, the Bengals just did a lot on defense to kind of smother things and do different, uh, different things to – find ways to win on defense. And uh, I love, I love that DJ reader calls Lou Anarumo, the mad scientist. They talk about that, talked about that on the telecast today, a couple of times. Uh, it's a good, good moniker for him, but yes, everybody, the last two games are in Cincinnati. Seeing a lot of comments about that. So that is a big deal. The Bengals, man, they got through this stretch, beating a lot of tough teams. Um, and I know they've got two more coming, but when you talk about this stretch of games, this win streak, you're talking the Titans, you're talking the Chiefs, you're talking the Patriots, you're talking, I mean, the Bucks, and a lot of these, three of those that I just mentioned were on the road. So big, big wins. They are finding ways to get through the regular season and into the postseason, marching, marching through it. Um, you know, the other thing too, when you talk about this team, and I think John Sheeran and myself will talk about it a little bit more, uh, you know, on, on Monday when we reconvene on things. But when you talk about this team and you look at what they've achieved this year with some of their wins, again, three straight wins against the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, two straight wins against the Tennessee Titans, a, a team that just seemed like they were juggernauts uh, in, in a lot of ways, uh, haven't beaten the New England Patriots in New England since 1986. 1986, I believe they've only beaten Bill Belichick once, twice maybe, uh, as the Patriots head coach. So you've got that. And then, of course, last week, overcoming a 17-point deficit, 17-0 deficit there against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers on his home turf and beating him. I mean, think about all of the kind of milestone-type wins, the, 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 the dragons that are slayed, so to speak, with the things that they are doing and these wins that they are achieving. And you got to just give a thumbs up, tip your cap. Even when this one started to get pretty ugly towards the end of the game there, and it looked like they wouldn't put a, put, pull it out and they did. So kudos to the Bengals. They are 11 and four atop the AFC North. They've got two big games left and we can't see, wait to see what they do there. And in the postseason. I'm Anthony Cazenza. This has been the orange and black insider Bengals podcast, part of the Cincy jungle podcast channel and network. 
you can get this show right down here. You can on YouTube, you can click that icon or show icon to subscribe. Click the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available. And of course, if you like the audio side of things, you can go subscribe to the Cincy Jungle podcast channel and get other great shows within our network there. And all of it's on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all of the major ones. We are there. Go check it out. Leave us a rating if you could. That would be awesome. Appreciate all. we got a lot of live viewers. This is awesome. Uh, and it's Christmas Eve. I know you've got a lot of cool things you could be doing. Um, and, and you're hanging out with me. I appreciate it. So I was on borrowed time because I got two sick kids right now. <laughs> but I, I still enjoy doing this and bringing you all kinds of Bengals coverage. Hopefully you enjoy it too. Appreciate all of you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year coming up. Happy Hanukkah right now. All of it. Appreciate all of you. We will talk to you soon and enjoy your holidays. Bengals win 22-18. They're 11-4. Let's go.